Welcome to another episode of Just Cuz, the podcast where two cousins talk about things they love. Just Cuz. And today, we are talking about the new movie, The Book of Clarence. Now, we may have talked about it on our anticipated movies for this year episode, but if you haven't heard of this movie, no need to fret. Even though we talked about this previously, I had no idea what this movie was about, what the heck it was. I hadn't seen any trailers, no advertising. Yeah. I hadn't seen any advertising for it until I went to the movies to see... What did I see? I saw something else. I saw American Fiction, which mm. was really good, by the way. Um, <laughs> I went and I saw American Fiction and the trailers before the movie had um, the Book of Clarence. And I was like, oh, that looks really good. Yeah. I want to go see it. And I had not heard anything else about it. But apparently they had been playing lots of ads during sports games. That and makes sense. Stuff that we don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, I haven't seen... I go. I don't think this. we were the target demographic for this movie because we're not <laughs> religious. <laughs> um, but you know, also I still enjoyed it. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it a lot, but the target demographic for this movie is a skin tone that is not ours. <laughs> Why would you say it like that? What the fuck? <laughs> I still guys, really, really guys, enjoyed it, but it's not. Guys, meant the for movies, us. guys, the movie starring black people. Oh yes. my god, call the police, Max. Why would you say it? Like I say that? that because I have a point to make later on. Okay. I, mean, I can just say it now. The harder they fall, did this better. What's the harder they fall? You haven't... Okay. Okay. That, that's that's for my, our next segment. I'll save that for what? later. <laughs> what do you mean, did this better? Did they... Is it the same movie? <laughs> we'll we'll get understand. into all of it. All the black exploitation and all of that. The modern... Is it black... What? <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what you're trying to again, say. Again. <laughs> I, I can just kind of get into it now. But before then, I want to talk about the actual plot of this movie. Because again, yes. a lot of people probably don't know about this plot. Yeah. You know what? I'm, hold on real quick. I'm going to say, guys, the plot of the movie, it's, it's the Bible. Yeah, it's the Bible. <laughs> it's the up. Bible. That's the plot of the movie. It's also... Um, so if you've will... heard of that... <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into the all the Bibleness and it's you know God and everything, but it, this was a much closer retelling to the Bible than I ever thought it would be. I thought this would be irreverent and yeah. like yeah, a late I was gonna say comedy. first off, I thought it was gonna be mainly a comedy. It was very heartfelt and um another word that i can't think of but not um i mean it was very funny mm -hmm. um but it it was earnest that's it yes it was earnest i thought i have um, the exact note that this movie is too earnest oh interesting okay mm. and did you not enjoy this movie not entirely no oh and honestly i have a lot to say about what this movie does right I think what I didn't like about this movie is I couldn't decide what the heck it was going for. And again, going in, I figured that it was going to be in irreverent, not potty humor, but closer to that level where this was much more highbrow than I was ever expecting. 
Okay, real quick, let's break it down. Yes. It's about the Bible, but it's not starring any of the people from the Bible. It's starring one of the apostles, one of Jesus's apostles, Thomas, mm-hmm. twin brother <laughs> named Clarence. Who I had to look and up. This is not taken from any history yeah, it's not, it's, or I mean, Bible. No, the Bible's not real. Okay, I was going to say it's not real, but the Bible's it's not, not real. It's not taken Sorry. from Bible The Bible's lore. not real. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not canon to the Bible. It's fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Like everything else, guys, Dante's Inferno is Bible fan fiction. Fight me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, so it's starring Clarence and Clarence is like, he's down on his luck. His life ain't together. He's in love with this girl. But and, and so he tries to impress her by borrowing money from her, her brother and he mm. gets into a lot of debt. So he tries to, um, what's it called? Make the money back by, uh, to pay back this girl's mm. brother. I can't remember any names, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I remember Clarence and Jesus and that's all. Um, but. <laughs> well, you also um, remembered Thomas, so. <laughs> is, yeah. Is he a real apostle brothers. or. I have no, no clue. Yeah. I don't. Why would you. I have no idea. <laughs> and I know Jesus and Judas and that's it. <laughs> well, do you know more about the Bible lore than I do, so. Really? Oh, okay, yeah. fun. I didn't. I, <laughs> didn't think that was my area of expertise thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I just remember anyway. us talking on the Good Omens episode and they're like, oh, she has, she knows a lot about right. this. I know. I know a lot about Good Omens. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the actual Bible. That is fair. Um, but okay. So to, to make money, Clarence decides that he, because he, he doesn't believe in God, he decides mm-hmm. he's going to pretend to be the new messiah. He is going to um, create the, the book of Clarence, the church <laughs> of Clarence, whatever. And he's going to basically um, yeah. be a scam artist he and has scam to get, people out of their money yeah, and pretend, be, money. do fake miracles, do fake miracles and pretend that he is the new Jesus. Honestly, um, I think the montages where he was going out and being a messiah, easily my favorite part of the movie because mm-hmm. while it felt well, like a, you know, the cliched Kevin James has to make $30,000 to save the gym, it felt like that, but it was much more selfish where he was just trying to save his own skin so he didn't die. But also he wasn't going out and straight up conning people. I mean, eventually he was curing in quotations, curing people's blindness. But that was much later, where at first he was just like, I know God isn't real, so I know what is real, and I can show you what is real. Well, he he wasn't saying God isn't real, because he knew that that wouldn't be popular. He was saying truth is better than belief yes. or what truth or is more knowledge powerful than be- is knowledge than is more powerful and he just than kept belief. on repeating yeah. that and i was like you know and, what no i can get behind that i would follow yeah. that religion but very quickly he would i mean i yeah. it was in that same like the yeah. scene the it was next in scene in the montage, montage he was curing blind that he becomes a messiah yeah blindness which, and like raising people from the dead but i will say i don't think this movie I really enjoyed this movie. Mm. I think that it suffers from a marketing campaign that didn't understand what it was. I don't yep. think that the movie didn't understand what it was. I think the marketing for this movie didn't understand what it was because the marketing 
the trailer is just that montage. <laughs> that whole montage is just the trailer for this movie. Yep. And just by watching that montage, you think that this is what you're going in for. An irreverent comedy about this guy scamming people into thinking he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in a time when Jesus actually exists. That's not what the movie's really about. Um, no. But that is what you go into the movie thinking it's going to be about. I don't know if that was the goal of the marketing team, if that they were like, we want to get people in this way, or they were like, uh, or they just didn't understand the theme of this movie. But that's, that's, that's the immediate issue that I mm-hmm. saw um, and while I think- watching it. I have a very similar issue where I went in expecting something because of, you know, what I was told to expect. And then it was mm-hmm. something very different, but also, and we'll, we'll get into it all of it, but there's certain scenes that kind of back up that irreverent comedy aspect of it. And then there's certain scenes that are very, very serious and yeah. dour. They're and it, okay. It, it kind of felt like whiplash a little bit. It, it wasn't horrible. But I definitely felt that tonal, you know, inconsistency. Yeah, there were some, there were some, there were some visual things that I noticed Mm. um, where, like, in the beginning, where obviously, everything is obviously told from Clarence's point of view. So he's the point of view character. We are seeing the world as he sees the world, right? There are a few times in the beginning where there's some magical realism going on. They're smoking in the (laughs) smoke shop. So they're all floating up, you know, they're high. Mm -hmm. So they're all high up in the air. And everyone who's smoking, including the background characters are floating. Whether it's CG or wire work, but I loved that. But it was great. It looked great. And then Clarence gets an idea and something in the shape of a light bulb forms on top of his head. And even though light bulbs hadn't been invented yet, it was very (laughs) funny. It was magical realism. I really liked that. And then they don't do that ever again. They (laughs) do. And I was like, they do the same light bulb thing later, but they don't do anything else with that. I was talking so. The only other times that this movie gets surreal is when it's, spoiler alert, you can't really spoil this movie though. Like, go see it if you really want to see it. I think you should I, see yes, it. I honestly, really liked it, guys. We have differing yes, opinions in this I, episode. I was about I to really say you don't have to see it, but honestly, that is not true. I think everyone I, should watch this movie. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was great, guys. I don't like the Bible, okay? <laughs> and I still really like this movie. I'm exactly. Not that I don't like the Bible. It's a great work of fiction. But I don't believe in the Bible. But I still really like this movie. Yeah. But what um, I was about to say is go watch the Jesus. movie and then come back because the other moments of surrealness is when they confirm God is real. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's just, it's, I think that is the... Mm. The theme of the story. Um, And so basically, uh, okay, (laughs) lots of stuff happens in the movie and Jesus is there and he Mm. has actual magic and he can actually do magic. And that's the only other time that there's uh, unreal, quote unquote, unreal aspects in the filmmaking is when Jesus does magic. And or when Clarence like walks on water. 
Right. I, well, because mm-hmm. God, because mm-hmm. because since Jesus has magic, God is real. Right. Yeah. So that makes sense. Like this so movie just straight up confirms God is real. Sure. In, in the context, I was of, not in expecting. The, why? That. What do you mean insane? In the context of the movie, it's yeah. a movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. But this movie, like you said, they're smoking and they're floating, and then he's got an idea, and it's a thought bubble. But it yeah. all felt real to me. And again, it can yeah. all be explained with. Whenever we see some magical stuff where Jesus is Neo from the Matrix, like that could all just be exaggerations of what no, other G- people. No, I'm sorry. Decide. I'm sorry. I have to stop you right there. <laughs> Jesus is not Neo from the Matrix. Neo from the Matrix is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and sorry. so is every other pop culture character yes. like Superman. They're all Jesus. Obviously, but I just had to put in there. <laughs> but when um, Jesus put up his hand, and the stones that were about to kill some people stopped midair. I was Hillary like, Magdalene what the, the fuck? Like, I said that out friend. loud. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, see, that because that happens, I think the, I think the, the thing is, yes, is that those are, that those two things, the, the floating people and the idea, uh, the light bulb mm-hmm. is magical realism. And then the Jesus and God magic is actual magic, right? And, I, and those I still two think... things. Wait, hold on. Those two things in the same movie, but not overlapping. Those two, like mm-hmm. it seems like two different ideas put together. It seems inconsistent. Yes. With the story if they had just taken out like if you take out the magical realism of those first few scenes because that's that stuff's in the beginning of the movie if you take mm-hmm. those out it would still be the exact same movie and it would make its themes i i, I mean i don't it doesn't it doesn't really affect the the thesis of the film in no. my opinion i don't think it affects it at all it would just make it feel more coherent mm-hmm. um also there's a dance sequence and that's not it's not like a musical dance sequence. It's just like they're at a club, they're dancing. Mm-hmm. And my only that problem was fun, with but that's that also scene, a different Yeah, that was thing. way too long. I would have really liked that <laughs> dance sequence if it stopped like a minute in. But it went for mm-hmm. like three, four minutes. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think what I was also saying earlier is I think as we were complaining about it, it kind of clicked in my head where all of the magical realism and all of you know, God existing, that can still be explained in a real world. Where, like I was saying before, it could be people in the crowd exaggerating as they're telling this story of what happened. And even when the people are smoking and, you know, they're getting high and they're floating up in the air, that can just be their own interpretations of, whoa, it feels like I'm floating. Well, yeah, that's what magical realism is. That's Hmm. why, that's why they, that's what, that's what that's what I'm trying to say, basically. Yeah. The when they're floating, it's because they're high. Yes. And that's that is a visual um visual play on the meaning of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Clarence gets an idea, so a light bulb <laughs> appears above his head. Yes. That's a visual mm-hmm. representation of what is actually going on. That's not actually what's going on. And then later in the film, you have actual magic, which is what is actually mm-hmm. happening to move the plot forward which are two different things and i think that 
it does seem tonally inconsistent. Not tonally yes. inconsistent. It seems just inconsistent. Um, and the fact that they dropped the magical realism halfway through because they mm -hmm. didn't carry it over. They did the light bulb thing one more time later, but it was not overlapping with any of the real magic. No. And I noticed that right away because I was like, oh, they dropped the magical realism very quickly. Because I thought at first, oh, there's going to be magical realism. This is mm -hmm. going to be a film that is taking a stance where it's like, oh, God is not real, but this universe is, th this is the way that I'm seeing things and I'm telling the story, yes. right? Uh, from the point of view of Clarence. But then later it's like, oh no, Clarence did all the things that Jesus did, or not all the things, Clarence did some of the things that Jesus did and then they got misconstrued to Jesus and it was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's basically, that's basically what happens at the end um, because... Pretty much. Je it's like, <laughs> spoiler alert, Jesus is not crucified. Jesus does not walk on water. Jesus does not ra raise himself from the dead. Clarence does all those things and Jesus raises him from the dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is, and he, he gets crucified to protect Jesus because throughout the film, he believes, well, not really throughout the film, because of one instance, he believes in God. Yeah. Um, Honestly, and, yeah, he's but, but very he doesn't adamant. no sorry he does not believe in god he knows that god is real because god let him walk on or mm. made him walk on yeah. water the entire movie clarence is adamant that like i know god isn't real because if mm -hmm. he you know it's the classic argument why is there so much evil in the world if god was real but then mm. yeah he walks on water and from there on out he's just like yeah no i know god is real because i walked on water did you guys see me i just yeah. stepped out <laughs> <laughs> and that was also a very harrowing scene, just really hard to watch. Oh, because yeah. before it was then, really he's, good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the entire second half to just the last act, very hard to watch. And that's why. Oh, absolutely. I I don't know. Maybe if they foreshadowed the dark, depressing stuff in the earlier part of the movie, I would have appreciated more because it was really well done. It's just... The thing is, okay, so they split the movie up into three books, quote-unquote yes. books. They're the three books of Clarence, right? The first one, I don't remember what it's I, called. I don't even remember what any of them are. I know the last one is called The Crucifixion. That's yes. why. I, that's what I know. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Also, Eggs Benedict Cumbersnatch is in this movie, and I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> okay, I um. wish I didn't know that. Because, first off... I didn't know going in at all. Yeah, I didn't know, and then the titles where they say all the actors, and at the end, it said James McAvoy and Benedict Cumberbatch, and I was like, wait a minute, I think I saw James McAvoy in the trailer, but... Is yeah, James McAvoy was in the trailer. And then I saw the guy covered in suit in the beginning, and I was like... Yeah, that's that's him. I had no clue. I can't read, baby. I didn't read those credits. <laughs> um, but no, it was. <laughs> yeah, so it's revealed. It's revealed at the end of the movie that um, this this homeless guy who's been covered in ash and been picked on this whole time by Clarence mm -hmm. is a they he. Uh, Jesus gives him some money, he gets himself cleaned up, and he looks like the stereotypical <laughs> depictions of Jesus. He is white, he has long curly brown hair. Yeah, I don't he think... puts 
they he's dress never him in named, Jesus's clothes. But yeah, he is just white. No, he's Jesus. not named. <laughs> he's he's fake Jesus. He's not yes. actually Jesus. Whereas and if Jesus was real, he would look like the black Jesus that we do mm-hmm. see for the majority of the movie. Yes. Well, then what is what is um? It's kind of I don't know if it's hinted at or if it's like actual text in the mm. film. But at the end, when Judas gives up Jesus. It seems like he gives up this guy who's pretending yeah, the to be, who one. they dressed him up as Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And it's not actually um, the real Jesus who's black. And the Romans clear- believe that, <laughs> obviously, because <laughs> the Romans are obviously super racist. Um, yes. Also, as soon as James McAvoy came on screen and started being racist, I was I saw this movie with my dad. I literally looked over to my dad and I said, he's not hot anymore. <laughs> 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 I was like, I love James McAvoy when we went into the movie. <laughs> and, no, actually, I didn't say that because I forgot he was in it. When we saw the trailer, I said, mm-hmm. I love James McAvoy. And then <laughs> he started being racist and I looked at him. He's not hot anymore. <laughs> I know what to tell you. Absolutely nothing. I feel nothing anymore. <laughs> He's gone down so many points by being just a really bad racist Roman yeah though i did but and I, he's still a good actor yeah. see he's not that's how we know he's a good actor because obviously he's not like that in real life <laughs> <laughs> well even all the as character as work knows. that they did with that roman but yeah everything about how you know they originally took clarence in and they're just like eh, no i get it you were just doing this for a girl uh don't we all do that okay give us the real jesus or we will kill you like i loved that mm. switch where james yeah. mcavoy was he was still fun, and he was like, you know, he was having fun with Clarence, but he was ready to kill him at any yeah. moment. Well, when they when they did the walk on water bit, like, mm. basically, James McAvoy's like, walk on this water. Okay, so Clarence can't swim, and he's yeah. established that earlier. And so James McAvoy's like, walk on this water, and if you do, I'll be the first person to commit to, to, to uh, convert to the church of Clarence, yes. I swear. And then he... He, and then he's like, okay, so if I can't walk on water, you'll pull me out, right? And he's like, yeah, we'll pull out your body. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. And I I was really not expecting him to walk on water. I don't know about you, but I definitely wasn't. And I also loved the the water. Yeah. after, I mean, they, all the Romans jump in and they start, you know, sinking down and it's really cool. That was a really nice visual. Because I was like, obviously, it's the plexiglass chick. Yeah, yeah. They just swam, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." This is, this is cool. It was CG. I don't yeah. know. Maybe floating. No, I. It was. It was. It was really. No, good. no. In my head, I was like, "Those Romans put plexiglass <laughs> under there." I I had the not exact in the, filming the same thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even and kidding. Then I'm like, "How the fuck would they have plexiglass?" But I also loved the moment right after that where James McAvoy kind of, uh, he looks at Clarence and he was like, I wouldn't have let you drown, but now I have to kill you. Yeah, and I was like, you <laughs> lying bitch, you definitely would have let him drown. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so I want to talk about, let's talk about themes real quick. Why don't yes. we go with what you thought the themes were and then I'll ta- do my take. All right, before we get to themes... I do want to mention um, there was a little bit more surrealism where 
there's that sketch of the Egyptian guy, and they're like, we're looking for this guy. He matches your description. And then way later in the movie, we actually see him with, like, the Egyptian... Yeah, I didn't think that was surrealism. I thought that was just a joke. I thought that was a really weird, out-of-place joke, but I still laughed at it a bunch. There was was a lot of weird, out-of-place jokes in this movie, but I couldn't help but laugh at them. I... I... I like the yeah. mix. Otherwise, it would have been too dark. <laughs> it would have been way too dark without the comedy. To be honest, yeah. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think now that we're kind of just discussing all of that, I think the themes and the consistency of the whole movie does fit better than I had initially thought, especially walking out of the theater, because the whole thing being about what is real especially when we look back at history and it can be a wildly different interpretation and the reason why we have this you know this history of someone actually curing illness and being a messiah and doing these impossible feats is simply just because it's been carried down through different people's storytelling and it's exaggerated and this entire movie it feels like it's just about storytelling and how people you know pass down whatever they say someone thinks god is real 20 people down the line they're gonna say that you know god can save everyone from a flood or something like that Mm -hmm. so at least that's the interpretation that i got what is your or what what do you think the themes were so i thought it's a little complicated. So <laughs> I thought that the theme was not specifically one word, but <laughs> so Clarence starts off pretty selfish. Like we talked about him yes. and his friend, Elijah, they are just looking out for themselves. They're trying to get money so that they don't get mm. killed. Right. <laughs> um, and, and Clarence is doing it all for, uh, a woman because yeah. uh, he's in love with her um and, and even more than that it's like self-respect and you know and, just yeah. being big in others eyes yeah well that's what it seems like and then and then we very quickly get to know the like clarence's psychology and how mm. he feels about himself and about the world and his mother and how mm. he he stuck around to um, care for her while yes. Thomas left. Thomas's twin brother left to go be an apostle of Jesus. And um, I think what Clarence is looking for most is respect. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what he starts out looking for. Um, and he... He goes about getting it in (laughs) the wrong ways. (laughs) Um, Clearly, he tries to win races. He Mm. tries to trick people into thinking that he's the Messiah. Um, But he's very clearly not a selfish person because, like I said, he stays to take care of his mom. He, um, he, I mean, he does selfish things like steal the cloak from Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) (laughs) um, Like, he... He's not a selfish person and he very quickly, he goes to, okay, so a really important part of the film is he goes to free um, the battle arena slaves 
mm-hmm. that I think the Romans are keeping. I don't know, but they're See, not owned by the Romans. They're no, it owned was... by someone else from Bethlehem. So I don't know what the deal with that was. But there were they were battle slaves Mm-hmm. And he goes to free them. Well, he go because he, he tries to become an apostle of Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, they're like, and then Judas is like, if you really want to become an apostle of Jesus, you would go free those slaves. Um, <laughs> he's like, like, How like, many that's free slaves have you freed? It's like that. That's not important. Yeah, go free the slaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So he goes to free the slaves, mm-hmm. and he can't free them all. He ends up only being able to free um Barabbas, or right. Yes, Barabbas. Barabbas. Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, and I, I just called him Achilles. Yeah, he's Achilles. <laughs> Basically, he's Achilles. He's immortal except for his heel. <laughs> um, he is, and that is revealed later, and which is absolutely, I laughed out loud. I yeah. absolutely love that um, <laughs> because it implies that that the Christian God is not the only God mm-hmm. in this world. And or I was like, least, I like that. My, I definitely didn't have that interpretation. I had the interpretation that there, this Christian God is like so powerful and important in this world that he's bleeding into other mythologies. Oh, maybe because mm-hmm. Barabbas does believe in the Christian God. Yeah. Or at that point, it's the Jewish God. Um, so, <laughs> I guess, because <laughs> Christ is not a thing yet, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know. I had, cause, because Achilles in my head is just, that myth is so tied to the river Styx and that yeah. can only exist in the underworld where Hades is. And I'm like, okay, that's Greek. But that's just because we've read he, Percy Jackson too many times. Right. But he's clearly not uh, Achilles. He's his mm. own person. He's Barabbas. He just has the curse it's of Achilles. Also, yeah, we're power. getting ahead of ourselves, <laughs> but like he quote-unquote, dies because the second-to-last hit he gets is in the heel. Like, no, it's he not doesn't. really... Yeah, he comes no, he back. Cause, no, because he's like, wrong heel, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get him the wrong one. And I was like, that's a sleigh? That's a sleigh, yeah, Barbara. I love that. He's, he's pretty much um, is immortal. But yeah, I love yeah. that character. He's great. Um, But... Clarence is only able to free Barbara. <laughs> yes. That's what I started. Yeah, we're right? still talking about the themes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he frees him, and even though Barbas completely believes in God, and Clarence and Elijah don't, um, he he feels indebted to Clarence because he freed him, and so they uh he goes in on this scheme with him, right, yeah. to become the messiah <laughs> the <laughs> fake messiah um and as it goes on once the th- i think the thing that like really tests clarence is when he gets arrested by the romans and mm. um he he starts doing things and well no that's not the first thing because yeah, i was gonna he, say it's no, no, when i missed it i yeah. missed it i missed it hold on <laughs> He gets all the money from being the Messiah, and then instead of using it to pay off his debt, he goes to free the rest of the slaves that Mm -hmm. he couldn't free before. And he pays out all of them, and they're all free. And that was the moment I was like, okay, this is not about what I thought it was about. Mm -hmm. And while Um, I thought 
in the POV of Clarence and the whole time he's just trying to, you know, get the money back. And he's even having fun and he's wearing like a, a bunch of jewelry and bling. But as soon as he decides to give the money to the slavers and to free all the slaves, again, that was a really good moment in the film, but I thought it was a little forced. Like, I, I don't understand mm. why Clarence did that. And maybe that's because I, I don't understand his character. Yeah. But can I can I say yes, what I thought that happened? Do. So Clarence goes and frees the slaves, and he it was very clear to me that um just just by the way that he was treating his mother mm -hmm. and the way that he was treating um what's her name? Varinia. And the uh, way that he would call out his brother. Like, he definitely understood what was right and wrong. Yeah. Because his brother abandoned them and... Mm. Like, uh, he had a stronger sense of right and wrong than I would say his brother did. Yeah. I mean, Thomas seemed very judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But uh, what the movie started to be about for me was um, that you don't need to be a person like Jesus, you don't need to be born from divinity to be a person who stands up for others, to be someone who is um, selfless and mm. just uh, a, a legendary hero, <laughs> you know, not 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 a hero, because he, I don't think he's a hero. I think uh, I, I, mean, I don't know if you martyr, necessarily maybe. have to be <laughs> but, like a hero to do heroic actions, and he de he definitely did heroic yeah. actions. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, maybe he is a hero. I don't I don't know what defines the term, but <laughs> I think I think it's to say that you don't have to be like you don't have to be a god to do mm -hmm. the things that are attributed to Jesus. You don't have to because the Things that are attributed to Jesus, you know, turning water to wine, walking on water, stopping rocks in midair, raising the dead. That's all fine and good. But mm -hmm. that's divinity. That's a cool party that's, trick. But like that's but that's divinity. That's not something we mortals are <laughs> concerned with. Mm -hmm. That is what we are concerned with is being kind to one another uh, <laughs> are, is um, caring about other people. And that's what. That's what people care about. Like p actual yeah. people who are Christians, actual people who, <laughs> you know, follow the word of Jesus, whatever. Those are the things that they, mm. um, those are the Be things that they Be kind to thy neighbor Jesus. and all that, you know? Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. And um, what he says when he's on the cross, um, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. I mm -hmm. can't believe I know that exact quote. <laughs> <laughs> It's but, a good quote, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's the oldest story for a reason. Yeah. But <laughs> it's you don't have to have that divinity to be that kind of a person. Anyone no. can do that. Anyone who – even someone who starts the, movies, uh, the movie as someone so selfish, they'll take the coat off of a ash-covered homeless <laughs> man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just yep. to just to save face, you know, and that that's what it became for me. Clarence has all of the things 
that are it does all of the things that are attributed to Jesus other than the magic because those things aren't born from divinity those mm -hmm. things are born from humanity and that's what i thought the theme of the movie was mm -hmm. and that's why i liked it so much honestly the as you even said that, I had the thought of, you know, everyone says that God can be all good or he can be all knowing and all powerful, but he can't be both of them. And it's like the, you know, Clarence, he was the all good. And then Jesus, he was the all powerful. And separating the two makes it a clear distinction of mm -hmm. what humanity is capable of, you know, if That's we are given power. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even... Even after, or like while, in the end of the movie, while uh, Clarence is being crucified, yeah, Jesus sits safe and sound with his apostles, mm -hmm. and sa and they say, "What should we do? How can we help him?" And he says, "We do nothing. In three days' time, they will find me, or they will come for me." And I and that that was also a moment for me and I was like he's removed. Yes. Jesus is removed. Jesus helps humanity and saves people and cares about people but he is removed. He is not mm -hmm. of us. Clarence is of us. You know? uh, maybe he was human at one point but being so close to God has just separated him from humanity. No. I don't think so. No, no, no. It's not that he's not human because he is he is well, even I think okay, I think I said it wrong. Okay, I think... so what I meant was, he is the representation mm -hmm. of divine power. He's the representation of God on Earth, right? Mm -hmm. He is not the representation of humanity. Clarence is, yes. and Jesus is the representation of divinity. Because even as a child, they do a flashback. Mary, they go. Clarence goes to see the Virgin Mary, mm -hmm. and um, and. They do a flashback to Jesus as a child, and he's the same. He's doing magic. Yep. And he's he's obviously he's Jesus. He's always been like that, <laughs> right? That's that's what he is in the movie. And um at that point, Clarence doesn't believe it. Mm. And is just like, okay, you smoked too much weed, <laughs> lady. Uh, <laughs> um but that's what I think the film is trying to say. Right. That humanity is more than we give it credit for i guess mm -hmm. or and less than we give it credit for it just depends on what we're reacting to or doing at the moment sure, which i yeah honestly the yeah, romans the, more that we... the romans are absolute fucking trash i yeah. mean <laughs> Awful. And even I some mean, of the apostles that's even an are absolute fucking trash. Well, yeah, Judas. <laughs> yeah, Judas. I was gonna say the the one scene where Clarence he goes back and he's like, "I freed one slave. I know it's not what I said, but I actually got one." And he's like, "Well, you gotta you gotta free more." And then it just cuts to a scene of Clarence like choking him out or killing him or just beating him, and then it just it was like a Family Guy cutaway. No, it uh, was perfect. it was like his it was like his, yeah, uh, his he was imagining doing yeah that. what was happening in his head I love yeah that. and that fit more with the Clarence point of view magical realism aspect even though it wasn't really magical that fit more with yes. that aspect than later I you know I would 
I would be willing to, I, I would want to watch it again and see if those aspects are split up between the quote unquote books, the different parts of the movie. That, because if those are self-contained to the specific parts, that would make more narrative sense. Yes. Honestly, that or, sorry, explains more thematic sense. a lot of the complaints that we've had. Just you. I'd that, have no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked about inconsistency. I'm just kidding inconsistencies aren't complaints they're i'm just pointing them out i enjoyed this film (laughs) you know what i'll take the blame for it (laughs) anyone who loves this movie and hates the fact that we're you know talking anything negative you can take it out on me that's all right maybe i i've also only seen this movie once maybe i watch it again and i'm like damn it i loved this what was i thinking I think nothing's all good and nothing's all bad. Nothing's above criticism. We yes. we talk about whatever we want. Okay, mm-hmm. you wanted to say something about black exploitation, yes, and I'm interested. I did. So I want to get into you know the budget and you know how bad this movie is doing. But to kind of talk about that, I do want to talk about this new wave of black exploitation movies, and they have always existed and this is movies starring prominently black uh, a black cast and it's sold to black audiences that's what i mean when i say black exploitation and we've gotten movies okay okay why though what do you mean why so black exploitation is like a combination of black and exploitation yep. right Mm-hmm. So what part of these movies do you find exploitative? Obviously, black exploitation is a subgenre. It's yeah. like I, it has its own thing. But what a part of these do you find exploitative? I use the buzzword black exploitation because it's recognizable and it gets people's attention. I don't necessarily think it's exploitative. I thought that it could have. Hmm, I don't even know what I'm saying. This is a good I movie. I don't either. It's not. Exploitative. I really don't. Okay, because yeah, because I don't really understand what your point is because like some ex- so like black exploitation films from what i'm aware i obviously don't mm. know everything but as the, i'm aware of them the term are made a that- lot more sense in like the 70s where it actually was exploitative mm-hmm. well yeah i think that i'm pretty sure there are films that perpetuate stereotypes of mm. black culture like um you know um over uh what's it called um over-reliance on, you know, crime and, um, yeah, you know, like, stere- stereotypes that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, um, the, the new movie American Fiction that I really love. So that, <laughs> that movie is about a man who writes a book um, that is a black exploitation book because that is what white people want to see and that's what they find that's what becomes popular and it's right. a statement about black exploitation in from the viewpoint of white people mm-hmm. and that is that's what black exploitation is as far as i know um i don't understand your point about it when it comes to this movie because mm-hmm. this movie wasn't about any kind of stereotypes surrounding black people um, it was about the Bible and humanity and 
uh the the romans invading bethlehem <laughs> i mean so... if you look at it in microcosms it definitely can talk about race and everything involved in that but when well, i it say it definitely talks about race you it know when i when i say def- modern black exploitation i'm talking about just like quentin tarantino jackie brown or um django or if you've seen black dynamite love that i movie. have love black dynamite mm. but i i still don't understand i'm sorry i might be stupid i no, don't no. understand your point <laughs> i think i'm just trying to explain why i used that word because again it's not black exploitation it just feels like it which is why when i was going in i was expecting this irreverent comedy and that's not at all what i got Okay, so are you saying I'm I'm maybe yes. I'm super tired. Are you saying that you were expecting a movie about black exploitation in yeah. the form of an irreverent comedy and you came into it and it wasn't that and you were you were thrown off by that? Uh, sure. We're both tired. Sure, that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Explain it, because I really want to know. No, I mean, honestly, you saying that put it in better terms than I ever could. Because, again, I'm kind of just talking in circles where I, yeah, you know, I expected it to be black exploitation. I expected something that was probably worse than the product that I got. So when I got this really honestly depressing experience about what is god and what is humanity and what does that mean for humanity to exist in a world with god I, it just it left me I, I don't even know what the right word is floored i, I don't know mm-hmm. yeah no that's understandable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again i i really did appreciate this movie i thought the one thing that i didn't love too much like again i didn't i thought this movie was funny i didn't laugh too much other than a couple solid jokes the i gotta go back to the dance scene because that was far too long and again these are just the bad things that i have to say because right after that dance sequence it all gets phenomenal again. Oh, all yeah. of the so consequences of the come to of bite the movie. Really? <laughs> what? You don't think the Romans trying to kill Barbas, throwing all them spears? Oh, was yeah. A, I thought that was I thought you were talking awesome. about the dance scene still. No, I, I no, no, like, no, no. After. <laughs> no, I'm, you said right after yes. that scene was the best scene, in the, mm. one of the best and scenes honestly, in the movie. Yeah, everything after that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you have much else to say? Um, yeah, uh... Not much. I'll just wrap up my thoughts. I really mm. enjoyed this film. Um, I think it's interesting that we have different takes on it. Yes, um, I love that. It's, I, I yeah, really me need to too. Find it's more always movies fun. Like this. Yeah, it's always fun to debate um, debate themes. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. I'm such a nerd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, I don't buy bullshit like um, what uh, what D and D, who uh, like the the writers of Game of Thrones, they made a tweet one time years and years and years ago that said themes are for eighth grade book reports. I was like, okay, well, your show ended up sucking, so yeah. fuck off, idiot. So maybe you should use themes. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They tried at the end too of Game of Thrones. They were like Drogon, burn burn the chair symbolism. <laughs> and um, the hound takes his brother out and he dives into fire it's like he didn't know the fire was there just this is just a (laughs) 
Freaking meme, Clegane Bulls. Oh, stupid. Okay, why are we talking about Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, I anyway. really, I really liked Book of Clarence. It was unexpected. Mm. I think it is a gem of a film. Um, I think if you're ever one of those people who's ever considered watching Passion of the Christ, I think you should not, and I think you should watch yeah, this instead. watch this instead. Um, <laughs> it it and... has a Last Supper scene that is... Like for shot for shot, the painting like it's perfect and it yeah uh, it's, no, it was, it's it was superb. Awesome. You gotta do if you're doing a Jesus movie, you gotta do that. You gotta yes, do the last. You gotta. Um, and I, I thought it was a really deep film, and I just wasn't expecting that. I saw it at like ten o'clock on a Tuesday, mm. and I was <laughs> I was ready to laugh, and I learned something. <laughs> The more oh, you know. <laughs> I should also mention before we move on, again, this movie is a massive bomb. It is not making its money back. I also saw this movie alone. I I went to oh, the yeah. theater and it was a little late like, for a showing, but I was completely alone in, mm-hmm, me in my too. theater. When really? I was there, I went to one of the most popular theaters in LA and there was like only three other people in the theater. And... I, it was, I would, but I thought that was because it was 10, 15 at night and the movie theater mm. was closing down. It was the last showing of the night. <laughs> so I thought that's why, but, Maybe. um, but yeah, I've... I think that's a real shame. Mm-hmm. Um, more people should have seen this. I feel yeah, like this but you know what? I didn't bit. see, I didn't see any marketing for it. None. No. I, I, there's a lot of people who don't even know it's out. Um, mm-hmm. Very glad it wasn't a scary movie, though, because sitting alone in a theater was very creepy. Oh, my God. That would have been hilarious. Sorry, I I can't. I don't get scared at scary movies. I just laugh at them. <laughs> so I would have just been laughing so loud in the theater by myself. <laughs> I don't often get scared, but it was just a creepy scenario. Like, I knew that there was someone in the projector room, but, you know, it was just alone. And yeah. I snuck in some snacks. Dang. I thought I might have been caught for that. Scared. No. No, you won't get caught. No one cares. No, no one cares. Yeah, they're not paid I snuck enough in a, to care. I snuck in a whole pie to a theater once <laughs> when I went to see Rogue One, and it was awesome. <laughs> no one cares. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was me and my mom watching Rogue One eating a whole pie. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I can't think of too much else to say about this movie. Uh, other than definitely go watch it, so hopefully it makes some money. Maybe our podcast is what's going to make it break even. Oh yeah, our <laughs> with... eleven listeners will definitely <laughs> yes. break this move, make it break even. <laughs> go to the theaters in droves, my children. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, let's move on to the consumption corner, where we're just starved for content. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, Sasha, you mentioned Game of Thrones earlier. And that is so fortuitous because <gasps> my girlfriend and I, I have seen the show many, many times, but she has not. She's never seen it. And we're on season two right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So what'd she think of Ned Stark? <laughs> <laughs> she loved him, which is why it was no, so much no, fun. No, no, no. Yeah, the death. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. anyone who hasn't seen Game of Thrones. Um, you, we it's cannot like, spoil Game of Thrones. Everyone's seen it. Was it was like a 12-year-old spoiler or something. I don't know. Guys, I've Ned also, Stark dies. <laughs> like first season too, yeah. But I 
was also reading the Game of Thrones book way back when, when I was watching the show. And this was like a couple years after it wrapped up because I just binged it all at once. But I picked up the third book again and I'm reading that too. Oh, Love wow. Game of Thrones. I am fully into Game of Thrones right now. Wow. All mm-hmm. in. Love mm-hmm. that. You're going to be very disappointed in Yep. <laughs> I'm going to get to season six five. Six short and, seasons. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I, I love season five and six. Uh. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. Just yeah. end it. End it. End it when she's, when, when, um, Danny and the Dothraki are, are on the boat to. Yes. Uh, Westeros and then just end it there and then don't watch anymore <laughs> yeah and then I'll just turn off the TV and I'll look to my girlfriend and be like man it sucks they never finished this show ah they got cancelled <laughs> even though it was yeah, the world's yeah. biggest phenomenon <laughs> you know they just kind of forgot about it yeah. <laughs> uh, but what have you been reading watching I or? have been doing a lot okay so i first of all i've been talking about it a lot already but i saw american fiction it was really good Mm -hmm. um uh i don't even remember if i mentioned it last week because i think i saw it last week but (laughs) i really liked it um i think you did just because i remember saying i need to watch that this week and i didn't oh that's this this next week before we record again (laughs) i will have watched american fiction yes promise um, okay, I also saw the new Mean Girls musical, but they don't call it a musical. Okay. It's a hidden okay. musical, stealth. Let me just, just, I'm not going to go deep into it because <laughs> I have my designated musical time, and that's when Max lets me talk, talk about musicals, and there's no other time when I should, because I will talk <laughs> We've forever. already used that but... time. There was a musical scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, no. that's what my dad called it, too. Do you guys think that a dance sequence is a musical? Because it's not. Okay. okay. Do men think that dance sequences are musical? Please, I need to know. Someone tell that me. That's not what musical musicals are. That was a style sequence to me because they were dancing. That's enough No, it to wasn't. Lots it of movies. No, lots of movies have dance sequences that aren't musicals. <laughs> it's a musical scene, though. Okay. Yeah, there's music <laughs> in it. That's yes. not what a musical is, though. <laughs> anyway <laughs> um so mean girls yes okay the thing <laughs> is the mean girls musical it's not the best musical ever it's not great but i like it nonetheless it's fun um this movie i think it's really fun mm-hmm. i think it mm, okay so the music the original broadway musical it does some things that are kind of a disservice to the themes of the movie Mean Girls and mm-hmm. the what it's about, um, even though it's still a fun movie. You know, like they make certain changes um, I, and it I kind of one, undermines something. I have one question about the Mean Girls musical. And honestly, yes. I wasn't planning on watching it. But if depending on this answer, I might. Mm. Is your is question there... how is Renee Rapp super hot? The answer is yes. I don't know who that is. <laughs> what? She's just <laughs> lesbian Jesus at the moment. God. Uh. I'll have to look up what what it was that name. But my real question was: <laughs> Is this movie like? Is there reason for it to exist? 
Or is it just another um, reboot for money's hmm. sake? It's definitely for money, but um, <laughs> it updates certain aspects of Mean Girls that are um, that aren't in the original. You know, they mm. put in some aspects of social media, but they clearly do it in a way that's not old people being like, "This is what social media is like for teens." No, it's clearly like young people put in this aspect of it and it's not it doesn't bog down the story it works it works That's very good. fluidly and well in it um and so in those aspects um as well as uh, you know the me- original mean girls it's not a perfect film that, i mean it's <laughs> no. amazing and it is a perfect film but it's not it's not perfect um in the people that it pisses off it's very racist and it's very homophobic but um (laughs) so this movie is not those things so that's Mm. nice and refreshing um but so by okay so as i was saying about the musical it does it makes a lot of changes that take away from the themes and the meaning of the Mm. original film mean girls and then just through osmosis and adaptation (laughs) this movie also does those things but more (laughs) because they because okay so even though this movie is longer than the original mean girls movie and longer than the mean girls musical they do cut out a lot of things from the musical and a lot of things from the original mean girls so Mm. it ends up having it's it's still it's really fun and mm-hmm. a lot of the sequences are super fun and if you like musicals and the way you know like um the reason I like movie musicals is because you can do things that you can't do on stage and mu- movie musicals that utilize that are really fun to watch like Matilda the musical I was um that was going to be my question is yes, it as good as amazing. the Matilda musical Absolutely is- not the Matilda oh, musical is amazing. No, no, I'm sorry. That's a hor- that's a ridiculously yeah. high bar. The Matilda musical is amazing. It's perfect, and I love it. Um, that no, it was never going to reach that <laughs> height. <laughs> okay. Because um, yeah, if it was but, that good, no, then because, I definitely have to watch it. Because the original Matilda Broadway musical is better than the original uh, Mean Girls Broadway musical. That's just okay. science. Uh, <laughs> I'll trust your word on that one. I yeah. haven't seen either. <laughs> you should. No, it's science. Um, <laughs> but so just through like adaptation and osmosis, it it leaves a lot of things behind and it changes things. It's mm-hmm. not bad and it doesn't completely disrupt the themes, but it is less coherent and not the same. Right. Um, but it's still a load of fun. They do popify all the songs, which I wasn't a huge fan of. <laughs> they make them more pleasing to a general audience, I guess. But if you're making a musical, goddamn commit and make a musical, yeah. okay? Like, stop. I don't want to hear these pop-ass versions of these songs. These are Honestly, Broadway songs. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing that a musical can do is make all of their songs sound the same. And the mm-hmm. way that you're talking about it, that's that's what I'm worried about. It's not, uh, they don't make them all sound the same. They just, they just change, they change certain things that just piss me off. Like (laughs) the the Katie, everyone on TikTok has been comparing the 
Stupid with Love is one of the titles of the songs. So they've been comparing the Broadway version and the movie version. And the movie version, quite frankly, sounds like shit. It's a fun (laughs) sequence to watch in the movie, but it sounds like shit. Mm. Um, And um, that one, you know, that one didn't piss me off as much because I watched it and it was a fun sequence to view, be as a viewer. Uh, But what really pissed me off was what they do with one song called Apex Predator, where... that the whole point of that song is katie is being tempted by the plastics you know yep the point of the movie right (laughs) this is the song where that is being like okay we now we're seeing katie get tempted and in this song they take all of katie's parts away and they give them to damien and then it makes no sense because the song becomes not a huge thematic importance to of Mm -hmm. of thematic importance to katie's character arc now it just means nothing and katie's just standing there with an open mouth the whole time as janice and damien narrate who regina george is and i'm like that's not what this song is for you already had that song and you cut it out of the musical of the movie (laughs) you already had that song and you chose to cut it out you can't replace it with this song this song means something else you can't do Hmm. that so that really pissed me off um anyway, <laughs> anyway i i also have been uh reading a new book i am reading circe by madeline miller oh never even heard of this my god what okay have you ever heard of song of achilles no what okay <laughs> never heard Max, of any of this you are you're a disappointment to greek mythology nerds everywhere <laughs> okay madeline miller wrote her first book uh song of achilles and it became a massive international hit it is a retelling mm. of the story of achilles and patroclus or patroclus i don't know how to say it <laughs> um, i like patrick because patrick star <laughs> <laughs> okay um <laughs> It is, it is, it, it goes into the Trojan War, and then Odysseus is there in the background. It's like, it's a really good uh, retelling of the myth from the point of view of, it's actually from the point of view of uh, Patroclus, Patroclus, mm. whatever. Um, <laughs> um, and it tells the whole story. It is phenomenal. It made me cry like a goddamn baby. <laughs> So, so good. And then she came out with her second book, which is a retelling of the myth of Circe, the first witch um, and uh, in Greek mythology. And it's so good so far. I'm halfway through. I'm absolutely in love with it. Madeline Miller's retelling of Greek mythology are my absolute favorite ways to experience Greek mythology other than Rick Riordan. Uh, <laughs> but they're they're different. They're more adult. They're more... Uh, they're from the point of view of these historical... Uh, not historical, mythological uh, characters. And mm-hmm. they are so grounded and, you know, earnest. I love them. Um, I, I definitely have to read this. I don't know how yeah. I've never heard about it. Oh, it's so good. Um yeah and i'm learning so much about cersei that i had no idea about yet Mm. um er, before and it's just it's just really it's really interesting when you have um diverse people 
retell a classic myth and that mm. is that ties into back to the theme yes. of this episode hey okay so yes <laughs> it brings to light lots of new um things that you have never thought of before or things that you didn't know or different translations just like with oh frick i forgot her name but she's the only woman to have um translated the odyssey um and it's her new version of the odyssey is like really oh, big goodness. right now i totally forgot her name and i'm sorry I, i'm drawing um, a blank but, sorry to whoever but, you are maybe you're listening <laughs> <laughs> but um it's a really big deal and it shines a new light on the odyssey as these books do for mm-hmm. um achilles and cersei or patrickles and achilles and Cer- uh, cersei mm. so i'm really loving it the the um the word on the street is her next book is about Hades and Persephone, so I'm really excited okay. about that too. Um, yes, <laughs> another thing I've also because because I'm absolutely in love with Renee Rapp, who, by the way, Max, since you don't know because you live under a rock, she mm. plays Regina George in the Mean Girls musical, oh. and she is um, gorgeous and super queer and hilarious in interviews, <laughs> and I'm obsessed with her. So I started watching the show that she was in. Uh, before this, which is called the Sex Lives of, Sex Lives of College Girls, um, which it was um, produced by Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen a little bit of this show because my sister yeah. loves it. I love it. It's so good. Oh my gosh, I'm almost done with it. I have like two episodes left, and I already know that I'm upset. Uh, that'll be upset because they canceled it. It's great. <laughs> I love it. It's if you're looking for irreverent comedy, there you go. (laughs) It's hilarious and super fun. (laughs) And just Um, raunchy as heck, but it's great. Yeah, love it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it's not raunchier than Game of Thrones, okay? Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) You you got me there. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I got a couple more, but I can save them for later because they're just Batman comics. Oh yeah. I mean, I was there. I got a couple Batman comics. I've been reading a lot of origin comics for Batman because there's like 20 different comics that tell a different story about how you know he found his Batcave and such. But there's one where he gets stuck in like a dream state and he has to battle Batman. Like Bruce Wayne has to battle Batman. That's called Batman Ego. Highly recommend that. There's another one called Batman Shaman that it gets, in my opinion, it gets a little racist at times, but it's still very, very good. And that's a story where Bruce Wayne, on his travels before he becomes Batman, he gets lost in the Arctic or something and he almost freezes to death, but a shaman saves him and the shaman tells him this story about this magical bat and that becomes an inspiration for you know, him being Batman. But yeah, definitely read Batman mm. Ego or Batman Shaman. Very fun times. But with that, this has been a podcast where two fake Jesuses talk about whether humanity is redeemable. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>